I got to tell this real quick story, literally 30 seconds. So there's this guy who started with me when I first started working at the company I work for now. And he's a younger guy and he moved here from Canada and he lives in downtown Boston. And there's a neighborhood, Linden, of Boston that when you come here to visit, we won't bring you to, uh, which is called Dorchester. And Dorchester mm-hmm. has some good food, but you just don't really go into Dorchester, like especially at night. Like there's parts that you definitely are, it's nice, but at night, you just don't really go into Dorchester. And he had a friend who, who lives in Dorchester. And again, this guy's from Canada. Okay. And so he goes, he goes to Dorchester. He parks his car outside and he's inside, like watching a game. And all of a sudden they hear bullet, they hear just like gunfire and the entire street gets shut down because there's a shootout in the house next to the house that they're staying at. Like a shootout, like a free fire style shootout. Whoa. And he comes out and there's bullets in his car. There's, he has pictures of this. He came into work. He's like, yeah, I mean, I, my car caught a couple bullets last night. He's like, yeah, no, it's crazy. It, you know, and he pulls up his, his phone. He has pictures of bullets in the side of his car. We're like, dude, no, that's not a passing statement. Yeah. Like what happened? <laughs> I didn't know what all the noise was about. So I went outside and I saw that my car had caught a couple bullets. <laughs> that that's, that your Canadian there it is. started to fade. It started to fade towards the end. A boot. A boot. Crazy, eh? <laughs> this is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Joe Bear. It's Black Hawk Down with Aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer garden. Beer garden was pretty spot <laughs> That was pretty good. No, he definitely got that. Well, here we are again, Down the Hall Podcast. I'm Chet here with Rodney and Lyndon, and uh, we're here to help you take back movie night. Uh, Rodney, I don't know if you know this. If you listen to the show, you would know that uh, people waste an average 115 hours every single year just looking for a movie to watch. And we have definitely been there. Mm. You know, and recently you asked me if the numbers have changed. Mm -hmm. And I did find out that we're approaching 114 hours wasted instead of 115 because of of the show. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) cheers all around. Yeah. Excellent. (laughs) Who's the stat collector on this? Who's the stat collector? Um, You know. How many hours is that person wasting? Wikipedia didn't say. (laughs) So check. What are you doing with all this extra time we're saving with our movie recommendations? Well, if I had an extra 115 hours that wasn't spent finding movies for our listeners to watch, uh, I <laughs> one of the other aspects of, of our show that, that we've that we've been really uh, lucky to have are some really interesting guests. And uh, that's been something that, you know, was a, a key of year one. And as we go into year two, this is our first guest announcement. And so what I would do with an extra 115 hours, I would spend a little bit of time prepping for this. We have... Uh, Kristen Lopez, who is actually a contributor to Rotten Tomatoes. So the, uh, one of the, one of the ratings that we use, uh, the the avenue for ratings that we use every single week for determining Mm -hmm. how good our movies are that we're recommending, uh, is Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And Rodney explains that ad nauseum. And, uh, and initially I, I connected with her, um, because when we last week talked about our most anticipated films of 2018, she had actually said, um, you know, a few that, that came to mind for her were like Black Panther. The, and she also mentioned things like uh, Wrinkle in Time and Annihilation. But when I reached out to her and, and invited her on the show, I just kind of explained what it is we do and how we value Rotten Tomato scores. 
and uh, she was so excited and she's going to be, she's going to be joining the show. So we're going to have a really interesting topic conversation around, uh, you know, the viewpoint of a critic and kind of some of the things they look at when they're watching movies and what makes Slant Magazine just so terrible. Now, as part of like prepping, do we need to know, like, do Rotten Tomatoes reviewers call themselves something like Justin Believers, Justin Believer, <laughs> Justin Bieber's fans are called Believers. Uh, you know, you've got, I don't know. What would, what would Rotten Tomatoes are they like contributors uh, be called tom, uh, rot, rot toms rotoms no, uh tomato whites tomato tomatillos maybe mm, yeah <laughs> is there is there a phrase that they go by you think these are valuable questions i hope you ask her when we have her on the show all my questions are tomato based <laughs> <laughs> no 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 not vegetables so the tomato can you tell me a little bit about it <laughs> how do you mean why well, tomato <laughs> why choose a rotten one when fresh ones just taste so much better <laughs> how long does it take to become rotten so, should i get them all all the bad questions out before <laughs> before oh we gosh have i really hope so there's no going back once we have a guest on and you're just spouting out and stuff i i can't even press pause i can't say hold on let's redo redo that <laughs> At that point, we probably lost them. You know what? There's something that I would do for like long-term fans. Like if if long-term fans want to reach out to me specifically to say like, hey, that you want me to be a mole, like you want me to add stuff to an interview, like an upcoming guest (laughs) that would potentially take the show off the rails, I would do that. Well, it's going to be really confusing when Lyndon keeps calling it Rotten Tomatoes the whole time. Yeah. I'm going to be like, tomato. I'm not going to know what he's talking about. Yeah, that's how you say it. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. Uh, so last week we set ourselves the challenge of watching one film a week from the Marvel Cinematic Universe leading up to Avengers. So week one was Iron Man and Rodney's going to give us his one sentence review. Um, that was pretty good. <laughs> That's the one like Iron Man one is the one that uh, the people kind of universally agree on it is good. Yes. Yeah, I just said the same thing. He didn't. <laughs> I don't know that I have a lot of hope for you enjoying Thor 2. <laughs> I think you have to remember about Iron Man, it was such a big risk. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was basically just come out of jail, hadn't he? So everything oh, about so this true. was a big risk and it shouldn't be as good as it is. What's your rating out of 10 for it, Chet? Oh, eight. Eight out of 10. Yeah, that's standard. So week two will be The Incredible Hulk. With Ed Norton, to to who uh, yeah. d- didn't last beyond that. You know, I did watch the, uh, is it Eric Bana? That didn't count. You yeah, watched the wrong count. film. I I watched that one in theaters a long time ago. And even as a young child who these films are made for, I was like, that kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that one did. <laughs> well, I did like when they made the uh, Ed Norton one like pretty soon after that, and I said, this time you'll like when he gets angry. <laughs> Um, yeah, so before we get into the uh, the movie of the week, we, we wanted to uh, touch base on on this uh, this this journey we're on, this MCU watching journey to watch all eighteen mm. uh, MCU installments leading up to Infinity War. Mm. So Rodney's jumped on board, and and yeah, first one was Iron Man one. So I would have thought I would have run a marathon before I would do something like this, but I guess this will be the first marathon I do, and it'll probably be significantly <laughs> more painful, even though I'm not at all cut out to run twenty six point three miles. All right, so the movie of the week this week is brought to you by Lyndon. He uh, he pushed this one and really wanted us to see it because it's one of his, I think, favorites from this past year. It's called Free Fire. came out in 2016. Uh, it's available to you on Amazon Prime, and it is an hour and 31 minutes, so very consumable. Rated R. It's an action crime comedy. Uh, it stars Char- 
Charto Copley, Brie Larson, and Army Hammer, and directed by Ben Wheatley. So, Lyndon, since this was one of your uh, recent favorites or your fun experiences at the cinema, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So, yeah, this is from uh, one of the really up-and-coming great British directors, Ben Wheatley. Uh, I'd recommend seeking out his back catalogue as well, films like Kill List and Sightseers and High Rise. But this film's a lot more uh, a lot more humour than previous. So it's set in 1970s Boston, and you've got some Irishman arranging to buy guns from the South African Charlotte Copley, and the deal's set up by two characters, one play, Justine played by Brie Larson and Ord played by Army Hammer. And the meeting, the film just starts with that meeting in this abandoned warehouse, but then a grudge kind of breaks out between two of the participants and that leads to a gunfight within this warehouse and that's pretty much the whole plot. Uh, the, the, the drama from the film and the comedy is from what happens in this warehouse, who shoots who, they get confused about who's meant to be shooting who, uh, what team they're on, who's maybe dead but maybe not, um, who's <laughs> just uh, smoking a joint in the middle of the gunfight uh, and who's just doing some hard drugs in one corner <laughs> and just what they can use round the room to like as part of the gunfight. And one of the, the biggest strengths of this film for me is the, um, the humor from it as well. Yeah, Some of the it humor is, a really is funny ludicrous. Movie. Yeah. It yeah. is like a funny, funny movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And, and it, I also think like, even in that, like there is something to be said, like it's also like an ultra realistic gunfight too, to yeah. a degree where like you everyone's know, missing, everyone's missing, but also yeah. like people are running out of ammo all the time. And they're like having to like fumble around and reload. Like it's, it, there is a lot of humor in the gunfight. So it's like, Oh yes. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of humor. And yeah, it's one of the first films in a while I came out of the cinema and I was like quoting the film straight away. Um, I mean, Chateau Copley's got some of the best lines, hasn't he? Who are you quoting it to? If it just came out, you're just walking out and saying it to the guys, oh, like getting popcorn. Well, no, no, obviously, I saw it with a friend, and we just came out quoting each, <laughs> quoting the film to each other. <laughs> we just go find some people. Hey, you, listen to this. Listen to this one. <laughs> Free fire, am I right? <laughs> Classic. And the, the, I think the other thing worth mentioning about the film is um, the cinematography as well. They really mapped out carefully the kind of the layout of the warehouse and a lot of the time you can you hear bullets just um it's, uh, watch it if you can with surround sound or with like, headphones on you hear the bullets whizzing around and you hear other conversations kind of going on in the background at mm. the same time so yeah. you always know there's other people there yeah and just where the film goes is ludicrous and i, I think a lot of fun so what did you guys give this movie um for me it's uh, a solid eight out of ten almost a nine just because it's not a very long film. It's only 93 minutes. And it's one of the films I could have gone straight back in and watched again. So just, it was just a lot of fun. And I, I laughed a lot and it's kind of like a, a lot of the humor is kind of almost stylized Quentin Tarantino esque. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a more humorous re reservoir dogs. Uh, I just really liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's, I agree with all those things. I'd say a seven for me, um, but it's definitely, a good movie night pick. Yeah. Like it's definitely like on a, on a movie night scale, it's up there because it's fun. It's, it's relatively short. It's action packed and it's, it's funny. So for me, the first 30 minutes are easily like eight borderline nine, um, which is, you know, just a lot of the setup and kind of the very beginning. And then to, it starts to drag a little bit for me, which brings it to more of like a high seven. Um, but completely agree. Very enjoyable movie. Very funny. 
um, you know, outside of this, that one thing to me, it was like almost there was a certain point where it was like, ugh, like it, it starts to drop a little bit for me. But it is a really great movie, really great movie night pick. I definitely think you'll enjoy it. So pretty high scores from each of us. What was the IMDb score? So the IMDb score is a 6.4. Um, so we're we're pretty much in line with that. Um, we're a little higher than that, but 6.4 is a respectable score, I think. Yeah. Actually, one thing I noticed, IMDb has this feature where you can see how it's trended in recent months. I never noticed this before. So it said that it's been trending up like uh, in terms of oh, pe- that, like yeah. more people watching it, more yeah. people giving it higher ratings. It, it's possible that it started out at a lower rating and has been creeping up. If we were to check back a month from now, it's probably going to be even higher. Mm. Well, nice little bonus ad there. Yeah, you know, just a wealth of knowledge. Speaking of wealth of knowledge, why don't we get to what the uh, paid professionals think of this? Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. Loathe entirely. I like you a lot. So in advance of our own uh, Tomatillo joining the show to give the... You're already <laughs> nicknaming the guest? <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him or her a Tomatillo. Okay. Is that That's, good? Uh, yeah, let's just get it out of our system now is all I'm thinking. And Again, uh, a lot of tomato base. I'm, I'm trying to work in marinara somehow. That's... <laughs> Please, please don't. (laughs) So the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie, which is, again, uh, what uh, the percentage of professional reviewers are giving it a above average score, uh, 68%. Um, gave this a an above average score. Sixty eight percent. Lyndon, what were the best and worst reviews? So the worst review comes from the St. Louis Post Dispatch. Here we call that St. Louis. No, here we call that probably shut down. I doubt that the St. Louis Post Dispatch is still functioning. St. Louis. Sorry. We we will no also. No one says St. Louis. We would also like to know what St. Louis himself thinks of it. But yeah, for now, let's, let's talk about what the St. Louis Post Dispatch says. So the worst, worst review comes from the St. Louis Post Dispatch. Uh, the film is a criminal waste of an ensemble cast that should have found something better to do than lend their names to such a pointless exercise. Free fire is a misfire. Ooh. It must have taken them all day to come up with that last Free quote. Free fire yeah. is a misfire. <laughs> oh, good old Free fire has bad They are missing a funny bone. St. <laughs> Louis, known for their film critics and barbecue. Lack of funny bone. Do you think Do you think that critics like try and work in lines like that because they're constantly being critical, so they're trying to like appeal to people? Like, what is the need to say free fire is a misfire? Like, why do they need to rhyme? You know, it's, it's like, I gotta imagine it comes from the same mental space that would call uh, Rotten Tomatoes critic Tomatillo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a creative bone. What's the best review? Uh, the best review comes from Consequence of Sound. Uh, it says, free fire might be a trifle of a quippy feature-length shootout, but it's the best damn trifle of a quippy feature-length shootout you'll ever see. I think you wrote that. That's from Consequence of Sound. Is that not your like uh, pseudonym, or do you not have a, a side project that you're holding out on us? But you can find a great review for Free Fire from, on top10films.co.uk, written <laughs> by, by a lovely uh, Lyndon Wells, <laughs> wow. who says, It's not a masterpiece, but it's riotously fun and fitting antith- antithesis to High Rise. The camera work's often hyperactive to keep up with the bullets and cartoon levels of visual humor, and all in a slug 93 minutes. Wow. 
Oh, that's, that's, that's actually a that's, well-written review. Yeah, that's as good a review as we've ever had on here. Yeah, no, it's better than Consequence of Sound, which I never really know what they say because I'm too busy just distracted by their name, which we've already established <laughs> is probably a band that's opened for, like, <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots or something. You are trying to figure out, like, Consequence of Sound. What is it? It's a 90s, <laughs> 90s grunge band based out of Seattle. <laughs> is there a Consequence? All right, so uh, so each week we've now incorporated a new segment into Down the Hall where, uh, in, in all seriousness, this is true, this part's true, is that we could uh, use your help, you the listeners. We always want to uh, expand the show and grow the show, and you guys have a, a role in that, and that is to give us a rotten t- <laughs> rotten tomato. <laughs> that is to give us a small t- <laughs> rotten tomato credential. That is to give us an iTunes review, which would, uh, you know, it just pushes it up those iTunes lists so we can be more accessible, more viewable to, uh, to people who also need their movie nights taken back. So what, uh, what we've done recently is we've asked Rodney to, uh, to ask, ask you, the listeners, to do that in a character voice of the week. And uh, Lyndon had a specific idea for you this week, Rodney. Well, I think in keeping with our, <laughs> our movie recommendation... I believe asking for some reviews today is the one and only Shartlow Copley. A South African accent? Is that what this yes, is? Yes, indeed. South African accent. Or as they say in Free Fire, uh, Austrian? Austrian. Yeah. I will All say, right. if, if you pull this one off, I'll be very impressed. <laughs> if you enjoy the show and think we're fun, please go and give us an I rating on iTunes. We will love you for... <laughs> Do you know who? It's do you know just who? A jumble mix of stuff that's happening in my head. Do you know who Vernon sounds like? He sounds like a mix of Sean Connery and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. We will love you for. <laughs> we will love you forever, or at least until Rodney forgets it happened. That's such a mix. Not bad. Of <laughs> this feature is a hit. Not bad. This, this could not be a worse idea. <laughs> I, I need prep time. <laughs> no, the point is you don't get any. Oh, man. Well, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, South African man. And uh, thank you to the listeners. <laughs> who, thank you to the listeners who have already given us a review. It does mean a lot. And if you could go ahead and do that and participate with the show, that would help us a ton. The good news for everyone is that if you just go and give a review, you'll put this merciful segment to an end. <laughs> To a merciful end. (laughs) There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. All right, so every week we don't just give you a movie to watch, but also one to avoid. And uh, I think Lyndon is all over this one this week. Uh, Yeah, I think, Rodney, you've seen this one as well, haven't you? I have, yeah, it's it's awful. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, a big film from last year from a big director, Mother, exclamation mark, starring uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, Ed Harris, directed by Darren Aronofsky, who has done great films in the past, like The Wrestler and and Black Swan. He did Noah, which was a bit rubbish. And Mother is it's a well-made film. It's not subtle in its message, and there's a lot of biblical references. And it basically turns into a horror, and then the images and the graphic detail is just not required in any film I, uh, they just go a bit too far and it's uh if you can avoid seeing it just don't see it it's the yeah. rest of the film is not is not worth it for this what having to sit through this i'm sitting kind of speechless trying to put together what my thoughts are because 
it was a movie I was excited to see. I do like this type of movie, like the, something that was kind of thriller, mystery. Um, but this movie beats you over the head with nonsense. Like you, you kind of understand what's probably happening, but 70% of this movie is dedicated to showing you stuff that you know is just basically what's happening in someone's mind, like someone that's like falling apart. And I hate to say, I've watched Black Swan not too long ago and then followed it up with this, and I'm kind of done with his movies. Go ahead, the man. graphic imagery is just, it's just, yeah. Over the top. <clears throat> yeah. It's completely over the top and unnecessary, and it's the message is so on the head and so obvious that it's just yeah. not required. And it's the kind of film I would actively stop my wife from ever watching all right so a movie to avoid this week is mother and i'm actually glad you guys said that mother oh yeah it's 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 mother with an exclamation point it's grammatically specific (laughs) yeah it's mother there's only one (laughs) no it's not mummy (laughs) that's i'm surprised that it wasn't Uh, the translation if it were if it were mummy in in uh Originally, when it came to the U.S. release, it, they would definitely call it Mother. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, this is one to avoid. I'm glad you guys said so because it was actually on my watch list. So thank you mm-hmm. for saving me some of the time. I can I can it delete fool that. Fool a lot of people. There's a lot of people. It has good enough reviews that it feels like one that you might be tempted to watching. Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. All right, gentlemen. So we said that we would uh, we always do a topic with with our movie. And this week, obviously, the movie was about a shootout. And so our topic is: if you could choose one character in movie history, non superhero, Rodney's very specific with this. Never a superhero. Uh, if you could choose one character from movie history to that you could bet on to win a shootout or a you know ba- battle to the death, Anchorman style. Uh, what would you guys or who would you guys choose? So let's begin with the listeners, and then we'll get to uh, our answers. So again, this is a this is a battle to the death, a shootout. And who would you choose that you're betting on uh, for movie history? So Noah in Rhode Island says John Wick. Great answer. Is it? I still haven't seen. Yeah, those. John oh, Wick. John Wick. Is yeah, there. yeah. Uh, Garth in Massachusetts says uh, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday in Tombstone. That's a great one. Definitely, because he'll see he'll see three of you, but he'll aim for the one in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian in Massachusetts says Legolas. Uh, okay. Well, he's a good yeah. shot. Bringing yeah. arrows to a gunfight. Yeah, it's not a... He's he's going to be sorely disappointed in this world with with uh, with guns. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Zanger from the Zangness podcast says Han Solo, but specifically from, like, the original cut Star Wars movies. And Rodney, any any uh, any guesses as to why that is? Can he deflect bullets no. with his sword? <laughs> Han Solo in the, in the first one. He shot first. He shot first. You know that. He shot first. Um, you know first. exactly what that means, don't you? He shot first. Troy in Kansas says Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino, which my thinking is like, why not just pick a younger Clint Eastwood? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Troy, I'll br- I'll raise you with a young Clint Eastwood D- from like... Dirty Harry. Yeah, Dirty Harry, and he's going to kill the old version of himself. <laughs> Paul in Kansas says Riggs in Lethal Weapon. Good choice. Uh, Craig... From the Take Two podcast, I'm not sure he understood the question. <laughs> he said Tommy Boy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, but like a shield, he's going to be a shield. Something tells me Tommy Boy might come out on top. He might. Well, he might like win with charm. And then Brian from the Take Two podcast says Shooter McGavin from Billy Madison. <laughs> well, what did you ask them? Uh, did you did you give them a separate question? <laughs> Shooter McGavin's uh, Happy Gilmore, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What did yeah. I say? Oh yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. I'm just saying. Oh, no, no, no. I I'm saying, I'm saying, like, what did you ask them that they would give you Tommy Boy and Shooter McGavin? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I said the same question to everyone. I mean, this is what they came up with. But, um, also, uh, Danielle, uh, says 
just John Wayne. I'm thinking like, no. If John Wayne shows up to this thing, he's probably out first. Just John Wayne? Not like a character he played? John Wayne was an extremely out of shape, unhealthy man. <laughs> Who kept getting parts. Yeah, but Tommy Boy, though, is... And last but not least, uh, Tiffany, um, also from Massachusetts, says Booker from The Expendables 2, played by Chuck Norris. And I will say, special shout-out to Tiffany. She's a new listener. Just started listening today. Messaged me about it. Uh, really loves the show. Started with our holiday episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, then posted about the show on Facebook to all of her friends. Oh, sweet. Uh, thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, Tiffany. Uh, she picked Chuck Norris, which is to say she just wants the Chuck Norris jokes because Chuck Norris can do everything kind of thing. I mean, I don't was know if Chuck can... Norris the original interesting man in the world commercials? Mm. <laughs> that's a good point. Right? I might choose that guy for my answer. The Dos Equis man? Yeah. I think that's my answer. The new one or the old one? The old one. The OG. Okay. Linda, uh, Linda yeah. what about you? What are you? Who are you picking? Well, I considered uh, John McClane from Die Hard, but I'm going with Britt Tamland from Anchorman. He's going to turn up with a trident at some point, some points uh, with a grenade. I think it'd be e- easy to influence to take a bullet for you. And if you need someone to eat a big red candle, he'll be there. Yeah, I stabbed a man in the heart. I saw that. Britt killed a guy. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. Rick, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by. Lay low for a while, because you're probably wanted for murder. That's that's really fair. Um, I'm going to pick... Um, I know I said no superheroes, but I'm going to pick the real-life superhero, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And, <laughs> Wait, and all of the, the characters... <laughs> I was debating whether I wanted the actor or any of his characters, but I feel like the oh, actual person... the tooth fairy. The actual person <laughs> might be stronger than any of his actual characters. So, um, there's a part of me that thinks that he might actually be bulletproof. So, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is your answer? Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to be my answer. Okay. Well, I think with a shootout, there's a lot of variables, a lot of things that can go wrong, a lot of things that can happen. I want someone who just has a knack for surviving. I'm going to go with Captain Jack Sparrow as my champion of this, That's a pretty good uh, of this shootout. The one thing is that you're going to die because Captain Jack Sparrow is going to shoot you because that was his best way of surviving. But that's up to you. If you want to die by, by your own partner, that's your, your own fault. I don't understand the rules anymore. I don't think. <laughs> the rule is you lose. <laughs> we win. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you to all who participated. Uh, you can go to Facebook where you can find the show there and, and jump in on these topical discussions each week. And, uh, and thank you again to Tiffany for the new listen and for sharing our show with your friends. Uh, at this point in the show, we're going to about to get into our favorite scenes from Free Fire, which we probably would find you know, you'd probably find us spoiling parts of the movie for you if you haven't seen it yet or you plan on seeing it. And so we want to give you that warning to jump off now. But before we do that, Rodney's going to tell you about our friends down in Jersey. So you can also check us out uh, on Thursdays on Facebook Live uh, as we join the Checked Out in Jersey guys uh, talking about our movie pick of the week, uh, saying what we liked about it while also having to deal with uh, you know what they thought about it. So. If you want to hear us have to answer for those recommendations and whether they were good or not good picks as far as they're concerned, um, join us there. You can also download it as a podcast. Checked out in Jersey. Download it. It's, very, it's a command. Very imperative. Yeah. I thought that's what people wanted. A theme of this episode is grammatically specific. Yeah, that was there was an exclamation point, much like mother. I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. 
All right, guys. So uh, here we are in the details section. Lyndon, um, I'm glad you made us watch this movie. I'm glad you made us watch it again after each of us fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I did have a lot of fun with this movie. What would you say, Lyndon, is your, kind of your favorite scene? You said you, you quoted it a lot, so I'm sure a few come yeah. to mind. Well, it's, it's kind of one big scene, isn't it? There's a lot of good yes. moments, like watching Vern, protection from infection is good. Mm-hmm. Um I like Army. Army Hammer is great in it because you feel at any minute, any moment, he could just take a gun and get rid of anyone. But he's just chilling, uh, having a joint at one point, checking his beard in the mirror, checking some beard oil, yeah, um, which is great. But I think my favourite moment is the van at the end, which is going at what like two miles an hour, just going along, and they're all crawling along like riddled with bullets, and they have this ludicrous fight in the front. He ends up driving over his head. <laughs> <laughs> all along to this lovely romantic John Denver song. <laughs> I, I can't believe that was your favorite. Well, I guess I get why that was your favorite scene. I completely agree. First of all, Army Hammer, does he not sound exactly like John Hamm? The whole time I was looking at him, oh, I was like, yeah. he's not John Hamm, but there has never been a person that would confuse me more as John Hamm if I had to watch this movie blindfold. I feel like my my favorite part of the whole thing was Martin. And how he's like shot in the head early on, <laughs> but like comes gets, back to life twice, yeah. you know, and you, it's still always confusing. Like, wait, is he actually alive? Like, was he not hit fatally or like it, it, it like they do it twice. Um, and so he doesn't the, know what's going on. He's just shooting at everyone. <laughs> yeah. And some people he just looks at and then walks on past. <laughs> yeah. Cause, but then also he kind of like, unknowingly kind of admits to having hired then these additional people outside yeah. that were going to really rob the robber or not rob the robbers, but rob everyone uh, that was getting the money from, from the gun. So I do think a lot of legitimate laughs. I almost think that if in the way of Anchorman, this would probably be a movie that would only be funnier if you kept watching it. Yeah, it definitely is. I did. I found it funnier the second time. I think what was funny for me, and I, I don't know if it's one specific scene, because like you guys have both said, it's kind of this ongoing scene, is like how I guess there was some humor in how realistic it kind of ended up being. Like not the elements of the guy get you know got shot in the head and keeps kind of waking up, mm-hmm. but the how they were just constantly like missing each other or someone would run out of ammo or like yeah. just things that you don't normally see in Hollywood gunfights. Yeah, that. That was like to me that that has yeah. to be my favorite part. Guns jamming, yeah, like, struggling just, to yeah, reload, exactly. like, like things that would happen. Yeah. You know, are you happening. don't normally you know you wouldn't normally call a comedy movie like more realistic. Yeah, but almost in a way that was part of the humor. Yeah, I thought just I think we should mention we haven't mentioned yet Jack Rayner. Rayner yeah. is in it. Who was the big brother in Sing Street? Yeah, yeah no, he's really no. funny in it. And with yeah. one point when. Uh, Steve's friend gets killed and he's crying out and all emotional. Jack yeah. Rayner just takes the piss out and just goes, rah, 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 rah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the, the way they're just after each other the whole film, and it's so funny what they're saying to each other. Yeah, that was great too, because then you really have this one like fight that really caused the whole thing. You know, like you yeah. have these two people who are arguing, and legitimately that caused the entire gunfight, which kills basically everyone. You know, it's just yeah. this, you know, two, two people who had fought the night before and happened to bump into each other again. Um, and the ending is perfect as well, isn't it? When um, it's just Army Hammer and Killian Murphy left and he like kind of helps him hobble along. Yeah. And he go, like, Army Hammer goes to tell like this really, you know, like, building up to this big John Denver story. And then he just gets shot suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. And I, there is, I don't know. It was, it was, 
Even the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm thinking that I enjoyed it. The only complaint I had was that there is there is a part where I just wanted to move faster or like but I I think that's only because it's all in that same it's all in that same setting yeah. the whole time, you know. Um but incredibly well done and especially for something that really strikes you as like, oh, this was actually maybe the most realistic gunfight I've ever seen. You know, yeah. just because it's just madness and chaos the whole time exactly. and being and being shot. Uh, everyone's shooting. Everyone who is shooting is basically insane in their own way. All right. So here we are uh, with another movie night pick, a movie to avoid, a fun topic to talk through. Thank you to all the listeners who jumped in on that. Uh, Lyndon, it's very late for you. We're recording very late at night for you out in London. So we're going to let you go. Um, you can find us on Twitter at down the hall guys. Like you said, we could find, uh, find us on Facebook as well. You can email us down the hall podcast at gmail.com or our personal favorite way. Go to our website, down the hall podcast.com scroll down to the bottom and you can recommend a movie for us just like Lyndon did with free fire. So, uh, unless I'm forgetting anything, that's Rodney. You're forgetting to tell them to tell all of their friends. Just something that, uh, we want to be famous. Okay. So just share us with everyone you know. You're Even if you don't like the show, just share us. You want to tell you you're very eloquent? Every day. <laughs> That's Rodney. And uh, Lyndon, we appreciate you staying up to do this. And, don't worry, uh, send more photos of beer gardens. We <laughs> I didn't know where that was yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah, what's he oh saying boy. now? Yeah. Just, just send your photos to Lyndon. Yeah, just, <laughs> All right, and we will see you next week.